doing, brother? Good, sir. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing very good, thanks. Hey, good, good. I seen your movies dropping today. It is, man. It is. I mean, I, I, so I've heard. So I've heard. So correct me if I'm wrong here, but you wrote this back in 07? Dude, absolutely. That's what's up. Now, now, when you wrote this, now you're also, what people don't realize is you're also a third degree black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Now, yeah, that's true. You know, you know it's, uh, a lot of people think of me as an actor, uh, you know, an actor that dabbles in martial arts. But truth be told, I'm really a martial artist that dabbles in acting. Absolutely. Now, now let me uh, let me ask the, the 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 main question here that I'm thinking is, which which came first? Did the jits come before the movie written, or did the movie come before the jits? Like, did the movie inspire the jits, or did the jits inspire the movie? <laughs> Oh wow! So I was—I got my black belt May fourth of '08. Uh huh. So I wrote this. I was still a brown belt. <laughs> I was writing about a black belt. I was still a brown belt, man. That's all right. You knew what it took. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and, but but it, it, it was such a huge, overwhelming part of my life that uh, I wanted to write about it, and it became one of the most important aspects of my life, and one of the most important things that I value, certainly, that I could leave behind as a legacy for my kids. Absolutely. So I wrote a story about that. Absolutely. Because things like that, like like the training, the, uh, all, like, like from the martial arts and all the, like, what I love about martial arts is the spirituality of it. Like, there's this whole sense of, like, peace, but you're like an at-peace warrior. You know what I mean? And, like, when you pass that along, that's, that's, that's worth more than anything you can ever pass along. Well, you know, I, I hope that's conveyed in the film. It, it's, you know, nothing makes walking away from a fight easier than knowing you don't have to. Absolutely. And, uh, it, that, that's where that calm comes from. It's, uh, and, and I hope that's, uh, I hope that's conveyed on the screen. I, I've, I've watched the clip. I've not watched the movie. I'm gonna watch the movie today because it's on demand. So I'm gonna watch that today. But uh, it, it looks that way. Like from every clip I've got to see, I'm, I'm super excited to get to see this. Um, oh man, please shoot me a message after you watch it. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I, I will. Uh, are you on Instagram? What what? Which ones are you on? Yeah, I'm on all of it. Okay. The, the, the Facebook page is mine. Uh, my Instagram is sp flannery. Okay. So yeah, shoot me a message, man. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, see, I, I love to train too. Like I train boxers. I train strikers. And uh, me, me and my me and my boss Berto was talking about. You have two gyms, right? One in Houston, one in L.A. That's correct. Like we we're we're not far from Houston. We would love to come down there sometime and get a, get a good workout in with you. You know what what got me into martial arts is my dad. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Was a Golden Gloves boxer. Nice. So, uh, uh, yeah. So my dad was a striker, and he got me into striking as a kid. Yeah. And uh, you, you want to know? So, so yeah, martial arts is a huge part of our life. And oddly enough, what most people don't consider a martial art is 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 the strike is Western boxing. Mm -hmm. That's probably the best version of striking yeah. and all the martial arts. It's, uh, you know, people don't understand that. The two things, American wrestling and Western boxing. 
Touche. That's that's why you combine them, and it's it's a tough number to beat. <laughs> it's it's because people get caught up in that glitz and glamour of those spinning back fists and those fancy shots, you know. And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> when, when simply, if you if you have a jab, a right cross, a hook, all of which you can sit down on, mm-hmm. that's all you need, brother. I, I agree. I totally agree. Now now you train gents every day. I mean that's 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 every, your every that's your thing. Now, for preparation for this movie, you didn't have to prepare for jits, but was there any kind of like striking coach you got with, or did the other forms of martial arts you knew, did that roll into that? Do you still practice those as well? No, no, I mean, that's a daily thing as well. Mm-hmm. Having said that, because I'm, I'm predominantly a striker since I was nine years old, oh, okay. there, are, there are, are, are ways that you hold yourself if you strike as a jiu-jitsu player. So, for uh-huh. example, the, the jiu-jitsu player is only going to use striking to close the distance. They're not going to stay in the pocket. As a matter of fact, they're going to stay outside of the pocket and until they can sprint through the pocket to clinch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wanted him to look like a pure jiu-jitsu fighter. I didn't want to go in there with western hands or tie hands or tie legs or, or hip switches like a like a, a kickboxer. Ah, okay. Uh, so there's very, very specific Ah, okay. I like that. I like that you kept true to the form then. Absolutely, man. Now, now you you being the writer of this, uh, and like we said, you you wrote this in '07 back in the day. So, was there ever a moment that is this was was it you that you saw playing this, or was there ever like? Dwayne Johnson being this guy, or Jason Statham, or was it always was it always Sean Patrick Flannery going to play this guy? Well, look. First of all, uh, uh, I am an actor, uh-huh. um, but I'm also a businessman. Of course. I, I always thought, man, I, I I can't see anybody at this budget being a better option for me. Ah, okay. Having said that, man, if Brad Pitt ever said, "Hey, I want to play that role," I'd have sat the fuck down. And- <laughs> Of course, of course. Yeah, no doubt. At my core, my ego will never overpower my intellect. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yes, I wanted to play the role, but look, if there's somebody that's better option than me, I'd have sat down and shut up. Um, As (laughs) as it was, with this budget, I ended up being the best option. you know, but that's probably for budgetary reasons. Understand? I understand completely. I can understand that one completely. Now, uh, real quick, what what other forms of martial arts have you trained in? Man, you know, I started in Taekwondo, then mm-hmm. I ended up going through Gojiru, Shotokan, uh, Judo, wrestling, Muay Thai, uh, and sprinkles of every other thing. Uh-huh. Um, but, but but realistically now, my whole day is consumed with jujitsu, mm-hmm. wrestling, Muay Thai, and judo. Nice. And that's pretty much the four that we're sticking to. Yeah, that's that's a good combination. Now, how long have you been acting? Man, I've been acting since uh, late eighties. I okay. got my first job going to the University of St. Thomas, and I mm-hmm. came to town in Texas, and they had auditions. So the theater department of my university they said, hey, they're auditioning for little small parts. So I went up there, and they said, oh, yeah, you got to have a headshot. So I went out, and I got a piece of legal paper from the desk girl, very sweet desk girl, and I drew a picture of myself. And I went in there, and I auditioned. I handed my headshot that was on a piece of yellow legal paper. 
and they thought it was funny. So maybe they maybe <laughs> because they thought it was funny, they gave me my first job. I hey, don't know. hey, you can't beat that. <laughs> I, I got to I got to I got to do a movie with Ann Margaret and T. Thomas Howe and Billy Zapka, who's now crushing it with Cobra Kai. Yeah. But on the day. Uh, Ann Margaret told me more stories about Elvis Presley, who was the one that got me into martial arts. I saw Elvis Presley doing suspicious lines in what appeared to be a kimono, and he was doing what looked to me like karate kicks on stage. Uh huh. Suspicious lines, and that got me into the martial arts. Hey, I sat there on my first gig way back in the late '80s, and I I, I got regaled with wonderful stories by none other than Ann Margaret. Uh huh. For a dude that had two lines in a movie, the fact that she was she would coach and she'd go, no, sit down. I'm like, ah, is that okay? Because they all had names on the back of the chair. Yeah. Sit down. <laughs> I sat down in somebody's chair. I was like paranoid. I'm going to some code. <laughs> she just talked to me for hours, man. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yep. Now, now, what I love is I love how excited you get about talking about film. You know, and you've been doing this for a while. Now, is it safe to say had MMA be the extreme, you know, phenomenon that it is now? Is it safe to say that if it was as what it is now back then, that you may have taken a different path? Let me tell you, it's, it's more than safe. It's a guarantee. Absolutely. Okay. If uh, UFC came around in 83 and not 93, mm -hmm. that would be my job. Without, it's what I spent my life doing. It's, mm -hmm. uh, um, it's a love. It's a passion. Um, but the reality is it came too late in my life. I understand. I was too old at the time, and, and so I became... You know, a lifelong practitioner. Absolutely. Train with all those guys. Absolutely. But, you know, the, the, the sport came along when I was a little bit too long. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Now, now, is there ever like a little, uh, like a little itch to scratch? You're like, man, I bet I could do that. <laughs> Still. Oh, absolutely, man. <laughs> I mean, look, look when, you, when you come up in this industry, look, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I know exactly my position, but, but you train with these guys. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I've trained with countless real MMA fighters, and, you know, they're, they're professional athletes now. I'll tell you this. Back when I did tournaments coming up through the ranks, jiu-jitsu was in such its infancy. I'm not kidding. When I went and I competed at the Pan Ams, I think in, my, in the final, the guy I competed against for the gold medal was a dental student. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, he had a day job, and so did I. Nowadays, if you win the Pan Ams, you are a professional athlete. I promise you, whoever wins the Pan Ams doesn't have a day job. They're fully sponsored. They're doing strength and conditioning. I mean, we, we, we just trained. You know, if, if a tournament came up, you know what your training program was? Uh, I'll stop eating pizza for the week. That was about it. <laughs> That's awesome. You got to love those old days to things, you know. I, I, I look at these guys with appreciation and reverence. Absolutely. The evolution of it. The evolution of it. Because, like, jiu-jitsu has grown so much in the past just decade. Like, it, oh, like it's growing and growing and growing. And, that, and what I, like I said, that's what I love about I love about the... Uh, it's it's violent but not violent. It's like it's like music. It is. It is. There's a story behind every role. Absolutely. And there's a truth exposed in every role, and there, there's lies exposed in every role. Absolutely. One of the things about that jujitsu mat is it holds you accountable like nothing else. I, I I watched an interview of you, and the thing I loved about what you said was your gyms that you train at. You still bring in a lot of the old school martial arts uh, practices into it, even though it's jits. Like, like you all bow on the mats. I, I seen you say, uh, like, I, I like, you know, what, what, go ahead. Go ahead. 
I said, go ahead. You're good. Uh, you, you know, w- w- one of the one of the, the downsides of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is it's usually taught like a bro school. Yeah. Um, the, you know, you know, one of the downsides of traditional martial arts is their lack of real-world application. Mm-hmm. Like there's guys out there, honestly, teaching that you can no-touch knockout. I mean, there's guys out there putting kids on playgrounds, thinking they have something that'll save their life. Um, you know, so so I've taken the discipline and the spirituality from traditional martial arts and put it in something that has real-world application. Absolutely. But yes, we bow on the mat. The reason being is because we want to pay respect to the part of the part of Earth that you're going to go to combat on. Mm-hmm. You know, after every training session, we line up and we bow and we shake hands with every one of our training partners because a lot of things can go wrong. You know, you can crack heads, you'll catch an elbow, you'll open your eye, mm-hmm. and at the end of every day, we're shaking hands and going, it's okay. You're a teammate, you're a family member, we're going to show up tomorrow and we're going to do it again. Absolutely. If hostility blues in your role, you're going to shake it off before you go home at night. So a lot of that uh, character and integrity I want to bring into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love it. See, I, I try to bring in more of a discipline into my boxing people. You know, because a lot of people, a, a, a lot of people think boxing is the Mike Tyson, the street tough guy. You know that you're, you got you got to represent that hard look everywhere. You know what I mean? And I'm like, no, nah, well, you know, you know, and it's that, that's what I try to do too is install that respect to it. You know. And boxing is a science. Touche. It, it is a methodical science. It's a mathematical equation. There's a flow chart to boxing. It's not just like, hell yeah, I'll kick it. And uh, unfortunately, some boxing gyms are taught like that. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going we're gonna to just kick some ass. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the way jiu-jitsu is. Yeah, that, that's why I'll throw that out there, because that's exactly what I've seen in a few of the gyms I've been to just for jits. And then I've been to some that are yeah. that are real hardcore, like with the uh, that that do like what you do. They I've never done the bow, but I mean they've done a lot of respect, you know, and and uh, the whole respect and spirituality side to it, which I absolutely love. And that's why I try to install that part. Yeah. I took that part with me when I started doing this with the, with my kids and women. That's all I train is kids and women. Uh, uh, that's beautiful, brother. Good for you, man. Yeah, Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's it, it's a whole like just defense. You know what I mean? That's it. That's all it's for. And I tell people like, but much like jujitsu, much like a kickboxer, much like Muay Thai, much like boxing, I tell people, you know, defense comes in many forms. And that's true. That's hundred mm-hmm. percent true. I said it's just whichever one you want to, you know, you want to master. Uh, now, now you being a big MMA enthusiast, I got a question here for I got a good one for us. Uh, so I take it you watch, you know, UFC. I take it you watch UFC and uh, all, all all the brands. You know, there's Bellator, One, Brave FC. They uh, so we have a thing on our website called Who You Got. So we got the, a big fight coming up this weekend with McGregor and Poirier. Who do you got? And why? Okay, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Now, this is, I've never trained with either one of these guys. Uh-huh. I'm Irish, obviously. Yeah. I was born in Lake Charles, Louisiana, so there's the Poirier connection. Ah, touche. But I will tell you this. I think nine out of ten times Connor wins this fight. I think their ground game will kind of negate each other. Mm-hmm. But on the feet, I think Connor has a distinct advantage. Absolutely. I think he's got a laser-guided left, mm-hmm. and I think it's a potent left. 
I think he's going to find ground clearance for that left, and it's going to come in for a hard landing. Absolutely. No, I, I can I can totally agree with you on that one. And you know, like like Dustin's really set up for that too, like the way he fights. Like sadly, I don't think stylistically this is a good matchup for Poirier. No, no. I, I think I think uh, he, you know, he's got a shot maybe at guys that would give McGregor trouble. But I think this stylistically doesn't really matter. But again, it's a fight; anything can happen. But I think nine out of ten, Connor walks away with the hand raise. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think he's taking it this Saturday also. I, I mean, it's just like. Especially the way he just demolished Cowboy in his last one. I was like, man, this dude's hitting a different level. Yeah, he, he truly is. I think one of his strongest assets is that he feels so at home and comfortable amidst that crowd on the biggest stage in MMA history. Absolutely. People, you know, they, they have an, an adrenaline dump and an emotional fight. Man, Connor manages that like his own, his own backyard. And since day one. Yeah, you're right. He's never had any learning curve at all. No. It's, day one, he has treated that like his backyard. Yep, yep. I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, well, Sean, I absolutely love the time we had here. That's that's all I got. Uh, absolutely love the love the conversation. I could sit here and talk to you all day. We had like three hours, but. <laughs> and. And I will hit you up on Instagram, and I'll, I will shoot you a message probably later this evening and let you know what I think about the, uh, how I feel about the movie there. I'm sure it's going to be phenomenal. Please do, man. Please do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you again for your time. Uh, I'm sure this movie is going to be big. I absolutely think it's going to be big. I appreciate it, man. All right. You take care of yourself. All right. You too. Be well. Bye-bye.